You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all of that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter. Or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is wonderful to be back, Owen, to talk about our favorite personal finance and investing apps today. Yes, we have a lot of apps, a lot of investing, automation, tax-related things to share with everyone. And these are the fun ones because you get to see... I know what we use and why we like it. Like if you just want like, give me the answers type <laughs> episode, this is the one because yes. we're going to share the names. We, uh, If we do have some type of sponsorship or if we've ever done work with these guys, we'll, we'll mention that as we go through. But, you know, hand on our hearts, this is the stuff that we use. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see a bit behind the scenes about the tools people use because there are so many different apps and resources yeah. out there More that it can be a bit year. hard to filter between them and things also change every year like some of the um budgeting apps that people use to track their spending like two of those apps have actually closed down this year yeah. so things have changed a lot and also all these institutions are adding new features every year so there's it's always good to keep on top of what might be good for you yeah it is and you know i find myself coming back to a lot of these like often you know, when I need help with something like one of the ones that you're going to mention is something that I'm like, I don't need this right now. And then a couple months later, I'm like, I need it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, we've got we've got something for everyone. Like we've got like tax, budgeting, banking, um, micro investing right up to a business one. Um, 
and also just like life admin. So there's something here for everyone. Um, we'll we'll give you examples of what we do with them, why we like them, and uh, some of the ways you can get started. So Kate, how do you want to do this? You want to go? I go. You go. Do you yeah, want to do we all? can alternate. Okay, ladies Sounds first. Good. All right. Well, my first one that I've mentioned quite a lot because I I've been using it probably consistency consistently. Sorry, I can't even talk today for over four years. I'd say, mm. and that's share site. And that is a tool that you can monitor all your investment portfolios in one spot. You can run capital gains and income tax reports. You can feed in different portfolio data sets. So some portfolios you can automatically feed in the data when you make a buy or a sell on mm. a brokerage platform that can feed into ShareSite or you can email the brokerage confirmation emails to that specific portfolio and it automatically feeds in all the data. So in ShareSite, it will tell you you purchase this ETF on this date for this purchase price for this much brokerage. And if you invest on a regular basis, you can keep track of all of these buys and maybe eventually the sell. And it will tell you, um, give you reporting for capital gains purposes. Wait, wait. So, so okay. So share sites for like managing your tax with your investing. Or just Simple portfolio set. management tool. Yeah. So see you how can well you've see done. everything in one spot. It and you can compare in. yourself to a benchmark. But my question is, did you say... You can just like, because everyone gets like broker notes, like the yep. confirmation. You just email, you just like forward that to yeah, so every a particular email address. portfolio on your share site account that you set up will have its own email address, unique something sequence of numbers and letters at share site. Oh, right, and you just right, copy right. that and then you will forward the brokerage confirmation email saying you bought this ETF at this price on this date to that email address and it automatically populates your share site account and the portfolio with that data. So... I don't have to manually keep records. So old school, you would have had to use a big Excel spreadsheet. If you are a long-term investor, you're going to have many different buys of the same thing at different prices yeah. over a 10, 20-year history. So ShareSite is a way you can track this all in one spot. Interesting. Um, because that would also help maybe with some of the brokers that don't have like the native in integration. So some of the brokers with ShareSite have like a integration via API. They talk to each other. Yep. But if you had one that didn't have that native integration, you might still be able to use it really easily. Yeah. So one of my brokers, I just forward all these emails and you could probably set that to automatically forward. I haven't quite done that. But when I get the email with the broker confirmation note, I just forward it to that particular share site portfolio. Hmm. Um, and you can also view, cool. if you have the free version of share site allows you to have 10 holdings and one portfolio. So if you're just doing a simple ETF portfolio with maybe four or five holdings, you don't actually have to pay anything. Um, but if you do have a few different portfolios, so um, I have a few different portfolios, but I can see them all in one spot in ShareSite. I can look at them individually or as a whole. Um, that is a paid plan. So I have been paying for it for a few years, but it's worth it to me uh, just to really see everything in one spot, see how I'm tracking, see if I am mm. outperforming any given benchmark that I choose, <laughs> uh, if I'm actually doing my job right or not. And you can also give view only access to an accountant or something like that. Which is cool. Yeah, I use it to just spit out the tax reports at the end of the year. Uh, $29 paid annually, uh, $29 per month paid annually. You know how they do that. Or it's $38.67 billed monthly. That gives you four portfolios, unlimited holdings. So that's kind of the, I imagine that's where a lot of people fall into. I, that's probably what I pay for. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good because it helps you with tax time and all that sort of stuff. So check with your accountant. Yeah. It's tax deductible. And if you hunt around the internet, you might find a discount code somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a RASCOR community user or if you just follow us on social media, like tweet it out, share it, do whatever. We don't collect any type of affiliate fees from anything. So um, if you are 
the lucky number one that shares this and whatever, we can push it yeah. around. And so <laughs> I'd say that's my free. favorite thing to pay for because it does. Does make, what it says. Yeah. It makes things simple. Yeah. I mean, you could pay an account and that charge you a couple hundred bucks. Um, an well, hour, probably. This actually makes the accounting costs cheaper because I have exactly. things in one spot. I don't have to find 101 pieces of documentation at tax time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to ShareSite. All um, right. What do you got for me, Owen? Uh, well, my number one is actually the same type of thing, but for businesses. So this is also, there are like 2.6 million businesses in Australia, which includes micro businesses of like one person. So this is more so personal finance for those 2.6 million people, which is zero. Um, again, no uh, conflict, except I do own shares and I have held shares for a very long time. Uh, zero is basically the same thing that ShareSite is for portfolios. Zero is for business admin. So you can pay your employees, you can do super, you can um, file your taxes, GST, but it also reads your bank statements, just like ShareSite reads your broker confirmations. Um, it's also really cool because it, it's like can be your hub for everything. If you are a business, you can take photos of invoices. I use it now more than ever. Like this is a crazy thing about Zero is most people get it for like one thing, like the accounting or for like lodging their super or whatever, but then before you know it, you're using everything. Like I'm still exploring it. I've been on the zero bandwagon for like five years. But one of the things that I'm doing now is basically everything that we do is automated. Everything yeah. down to like, like when we buy a coffee on the work account for business reasons, um, it automates that, goes to the right account, um, that's sent into the, like the accountant can see it, um, to invoicing clients uh, on a recurring basis, to you know, receiving invoices. Like there's so many things that it does. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just like all in one. So you can get it for about $56 a month at the moment, um, which is pretty cool. There's a heap of HR apps and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, if you haven't already checked out the Australian Business Podcast, I talk about all the different things you can do and also our free business course. Please check that out. We've got 2,200 people taking that course already, which is amazing. It's free. It's on Rask Education. Please go and check it out. I'll explain why I love Zero so much. It's Zero with an X, by the way. I asked someone at the, I was at a, getting my hair done the other day, and the guy was, I was like, oh, you know, naturally, as an investor, I was like, what are you, what are you guys using? And he's like, uh, I don't know. It's some overseas company. I'm like, you need to use Zero. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, what's, what's your payment terminal? And he's like, I don't know. I walked over. It was Smart Pay. Mm. which is on the ASX as well. It's like, you got a good setup, mate. Congrats. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, zero with an X. X-E-R-O. That's mine. Well, there you go. There you go. Free Kate's conversion like, at the cafe. Done. The yep. What are we talking about? Um, Number two for you. You t- talked about coffee, so my head's all over the place. Okay, budgeting. So if you are buying coffees and you want to know which category that falls into, you can use a budgeting app, which will automatically tell you you spent $50 at this cafe this month. So tools I have used mm. uh, include Upbank. Mm-hmm. And so that automatically tells me that I've spent $500 at Axel in coffee, coffee in place yeah, this year. So that's fun. Um, so you get a lot of data and insights onto your spending. Um, and also the Commonwealth Bank, the CBA uh, budget categorization tools are pretty good um, and they have upcoming both of them have upcoming bills planners so they tell you okay you need $300 left in your spending account this month because we know you've got a water bill coming and a Netflix bill coming and a electricity bill coming that come on a monthly basis so you need to put some money aside so they're really good features so you know where you're spending and, and what's coming up as well that's yeah, super cool so yeah 
uh, all of these things basically as you can tell look like they read your bank statements and they read your financials to make the numbers easier yeah. which is super powerful instead of having to manually work out how much did i spend on entertainment this month and how much did i spend on bills they auto categorize and a lot of other uh, digital banks are working on these features now so chances are your mm. institution might offer something like this so it's worth um, checking all these features before you change to anything else. Yeah, it's definitely like the old fintech. You know how the old fintech was like, we just do like the analytics and you get like a pie chart. And yeah. now that's all getting like inside the bank account or inside the brokerage account, which is yeah. really powerful. So we're seeing those worlds collide. It's something that we've been seeing for a long time. We see that with businesses like Square, um, Afterpay, Zero, MYB, etc. And then we see it on the other side, which is like the, the consumer side, which is up, CBA, uh, ME Bank, U Bank, um, and talk yeah, about- U Bank is quite powerful in this sort of spending categorization, yeah. budgeting as Probably well. Probably not as powerful as up. I don't know if I can say that, but I'm just going to do it. Um, I don't think it's quite as powerful. <laughs> well, I haven't as up. personally used U Bank for a long time, so I can't comment on that. But they're definitely doing the Neo Bank slash emoji style thing. Nab actually does Nab, business bank actually does the um, the emojis and like or like categories now, which is kind of cool. But it's not the same. Like it's not as strong. As yeah. the the CBA game, so well, up even tells you where you spent based off location. So if oh, really? you go on a holiday to, let's say, Dalesford, you can see okay, based off geotag location. It's probably not even geotag; it's based off like the shop and the yeah. transaction terminal. But you spent a thousand dollars on this Dalesford week, so that's quite cool. Uh, interesting. See, like the not that you can't really see it, but that's like it's pretty basic for the app on uh, this the Rask Group's financials, just showing you on NAB. But on the desktop, it does the kind of like... Yeah. And it, you can stuff. also see trends over time with some of these. So they'll say, oh, your entertainment has trended up over time. And you can cool. then you can notice if there's been a lifestyle creep in yeah. your budget because you can see, okay, this graph's increasing over time. Is that what I actually want or not? Yeah, cool. It's like the old utility bills where they'll be like, on average, someone spends this much you know, on electricity every day. You're spending this much. What yes. are you doing? <laughs> like, pull your head in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. Those like insights are really powerful. Speaking of which, um, now this is the one name I think we're going to mention on the show where we do have a partnership. So all of the partnerships at RASC are long-term partnerships, just so you know, they're set in advance. We don't receive any fees for mentioning anything. Um, but Perla is the one that I'm going to mention. Uh, and I'm going to mention them, mention them specifically for automating investing. Uh, I think this is really powerful because it's probably too powerful to be honest because I was setting up an investment account for our company and it was really quick and really easy to set up and you just set a target portfolio. So I just followed the ones that are from Rascore and I'm just like, this is what I want to invest in, recurring every month and also if my balance reaches X, invest. And it does it all for me or for us, I should say. And um. It was just like super powerful and super easy. And I think that's the way investing is going a lot. Like Tash Invest, friends of the show, says, I heard her on a podcast recently. She said, I just automate everything and I treat it like a bill. It's just a bill I got to pay every month. The money goes in. It's just like paying for electricity or paying for rent. Just goes in. It's invested. Don't even think about it. And Australians are pretty good at paying bills. Like we're very good at paying that mortgage repayment every month. So if you can use that same 
uh, mentality, psychology against yourself for investing and just having this is, I'm putting $500 every single month into my investment portfolio. That's a non-negotiable for my financial future. And Mm. if you automate it, you don't have to make that decision. Okay, what day am I going to buy? What am I going to invest in? You've already made that decision in advance. Super easy. And I do the same thing. I've got to do a shout out here to ING. I do the same thing with my ING app. I don't think I've ever visited the web version. Maybe I have, uh, but I do it all in the app. And I do things just like BPAY for like electricity, gas, etc. Super. Super. Like all of that is just in a recurring thing. I just go in and just go once a month on this day, do this. Yeah. Because we try and get paid obviously on the 28th of every month. And then so I can do it to like the first or the second for the following mm. month. And it just, just fires in the background. Yeah. It can always be a bit uh, annoying. Some employers pay on slightly different days every month. So you yeah. have to set that automation a few days uh, after that. Yeah. Just in case. And particularly with like public holidays or whatever, where the money doesn't hit your account straight away. But yeah, and just a note to employers on that, by the way, we used to do that. We used to do it like the last day of every month. Give your employees certainty and just do it on the 28th. Like, you know, there's going to be 28 days. It's either that day or the the day before that. That's not a public holiday. So um, super easy. People can automate. Makes your life easy. We're actually, just as an aside, Kate, we're actually seeing more employees, more employers offer employees different ways to get paid. Hmm. So some places now going to the extreme and saying, well, you can actually get paid on a weekly or a daily basis. Daily? Yeah, some it's happening. Where it's like, oh, you want to be paid this way? Sure, we'll try and w- make that work. Um, obviously, Doesn't not all businesses are going to do this. issue a different PAYG statement on a daily basis? Or? No, I think they'd just do it. I don't know how it would be done. I've just heard of it happening. And I'm okay. like, wow, this is like, I wouldn't want to do that because I don't think it's necessarily great from a budgeting perspective. But... Um, who knows? Maybe that's something that we get more generally accepted in the next five or 10 years. Don't know. For me though, happy with monthly. Um, Kate, your number three. Okay. My number three is micro investing apps in particular raise. Now this isn't one I have, I haven't personally used for a few years, um, but it was a good one to get people started. And I think there's a lot of decisions when people are starting to invest of where do I invest? How do I invest brokerage accounts? And people Mm. get held back by a lot of decisions. So the raise account's really helpful because every week you can set up a automatic direct debit. So $10 comes out of your savings account and goes straight into your raise account and gets invested in a portfolio of your choice. So that sets up that mentality that you're investing and that's a bill every week that you pay for your financial future. And it's a good way to get used to that feeling of being an investor. Yeah. I mean, some people do knock these things for their uh, fees, like a couple of dollars a month. I'm actually super happy to pay that. Uh, and I think you don't like it, it's good for people. People think raise is a couple of dollars. They think, oh, you know, I've got a proper portfolio. I don't need to worry about that. Or like they think, oh, you know, I'm getting started. This is perfect for me. I think everyone can use these types of tools. It doesn't have to be like you could have a million dollars and still have a raise account or one of the other micro accounts like um, Perlas or uh, Spaceship, I think is the other one. Um, you could have one of those and still just have it just. Who doesn't like, I feel like when I look at my bank statement, I like to have round figures as well. Yeah. So like, I'm quite happy with that. To be honest, I'm not, I'm fine with having fees if it helps you get that first step in the door. And because people get paralyzed by all the decisions, raise or Perla Micro or Spaceship could be the thing that gets you started with investing and gets you interested because raise, you can see what's inside their different um, risk profile portfolios. And so you can go, okay, this is what an ETF is. These are, this is how raise chooses to construct their portfolio. Can I use that as a point of curiosity to learn more about how investing works and how I might do it on my own in a few years' time when I'm comfortable? Totally. I think it's great. Uh, 
and we always like people often think like oh i do this i can't do that i do this can't do that just do them all like give them a shot like you're the like the beacon for this you will end up with a few tax statements at the end of the year so you got to keep on top of that but i think it's worth trying um especially when you're new and getting comfortable yep i like it so that's raise um i'm sure someone out there's got to refer a friend link to that you can share around um great i like it raise yep and your final one owen uh, my final one is actually something totally different. So it's actually, it's not a personal finance app per se, but the way you use it can be. It can be anything. Uh, and that's Notion. Uh, and Kate, I've got to pay full credit to you. You got the whole RAS team onto this. But you also got me onto this in terms of creating a life planner, a vision board. And this comes back to just spending with intention. So why are you spending? What goals do you have? Uh, particularly with the fellas, you know, we're pretty crap at this overall. I think it's a fair statement. We don't really take the time, set down some goals and have a reason that we want to spend money on things. But Notion can help you do that. It's free if you want to start off with a personal account and you can use it for everything. And what I find really geeky and cool about it is you can automate everything from it as well. So you could have, say, a spreadsheet that calculates your net worth or your investment portfolio that then is embedded inside notion and then notion can you know do some formulas or whatever and have a different thing that's embedded there and it's uh it's really cool so um like i said it's free you can use it on any device it's got an app as well uh, i use it for like the the life planner slash vision board we use it for all of our investment research yep at we, rask we plan all our content out and all in our content like for this podcast is in there and if you have a partner or someone you want to share your goals with you can give them access to a particular part of your notion account yep. so they can see what you're working towards or you could share your investment goals in one spot together yeah like i have the the rask which is like the team space then i have a shared one which is shared with whoever and then i have a private one it's all on the same app so you can share all the different bits and pieces full disclosure however Notion is like a spreadsheet married Microsoft Word married a website. It's like it seems really, really steep at first. I reckon if you get through the first month or two of using it, just even a few minutes a day, you'll be like, "Wow, where has yeah. this thing been?" But there are so many free tutorials on YouTube too. Yeah, because people are absolutely obsessed with Notion. So yeah, it is a bit. It takes a while is, to set it all. Yeah, up. it can be a bit fiddly, but once you get it going and yeah. create a board, it is so cool. Yeah, like it and is. you can create your investment. Um, template so every time you research a new company you can automatically fill in this template and that fills in okay i need to answer these five questions about the company before i get started so in our value investor program which is our like most comprehensive investing course on risk education um, if you are part of that thank you but you can also go in there and in the materials tab you can download our checklist but also all of the templates that we use for companies so it's not just like a boring spreadsheet. It can actually be something that you bring to life. And anyone can do this. You can just create your own Notion template or Notion board, as they're called. And you can just duplicate it for every new company. You can even tag things like small cap, large cap. You can do the same thing with term, whatever you want to do. And it's you a can, good knowledge management system as well, like when yeah. you're keeping notes and doing research. Even if you're a uni student, it could be quite helpful too. Yeah, if you're at uni, actually, this would probably be a great opportunity to learn this tool because it will probably be more... I'm guessing to be honest, that it becomes more prevalent in the future for teams, Mm. just like Trello and all those other things that people tend to use in the workplace. Um, I think it'll be, yeah, it's just a a better way to manage everything. 
basically. Yep. It's just a bit of a steep learning curve, but like I've mm. got my Guardians of the Galaxy here as my <laughs> header and I'm set. So, yeah. And I think we've got a few honourable mentions. I wanted to mention the Australian Financial Review app, so I yep. use that on the go. I'll write this down. AFR, yep. Got it. Honourable. Yep. Also, Comsec for company notifications because you can set um, yeah. set so you get alerts when companies announce certain the things or price changes or things like that. Yep. I would say um, for any hardcore investors slash not hardcore investors but want to be uh, Ticker, T-I-K-R, T-I-K-R. Ticker is free for, um, you know, just to start off with it. I think we do have a referral code but we don't actually make money from it. It's just a referral code if you want to join. Um, but Ticker, uh, T-I-K-R, it helps you get like all the fundamental data out of a company. So it's profit, it's revenue growth and do all the number crunching for you. And then you can just copy and paste it into a spreadsheet if you want to. Um, that's really cool. And even um, for a lot of investing in personal finance books, your local library app library will probably app. have the audio yep. book or the physical copy or Save the ebook of them, especially if you want to borrow like a stack of 10 um, and have yep. a flick through because you don't always want to read the whole of these books. You just want to read one or two chapters. So yes, um, special shout out to Kate who has a her personal finance book giveaway. She's on a mission of 1,000 books. Um, there is actually a public post on this that you told me that you are updating. So you can see where Kate has given away what book. Like, obviously, there's a the 15th of the 10th, 2022. You gave away a gazillion psychology of money, which I'm guessing is FinFest. Yes. Uh, so the heaps of uh, great books there to give away. But you can, if you don't have a budget to give away books or buy books, just go and get one from the library. Mm. Super easy. There's also apps that like you said that you can access these things. So um, that's great. Uh, I would probably say if you haven't already explored, this is just like a general comment, but if you haven't already explored loyalty apps, things like Virgin, Velocity, Qantas Frequent Flyers, 7-Eleven app for fuel. Everyday uh, rewards. Everyday rewards. Flybys. Flybys. Like go and explore them because you, if it's just as simple as tap when you're at the Woolies checkout, you might as well have one. Yeah. Because, and they often give you discounts on things you buy regularly and things like that. Yeah. And I think the Woolies one's pretty, I think it's the Woolies or maybe it's the RACV. Oh, no, it's the RACV one where you can save 5% at Woolies. So, you know, that's a meaningful amount. If you just do that a few times every week over a year, you might be saving a couple hundred dollars. Mm. So, you can put that towards whatever. But uh, well, that's probably an, enough different tools enough. and resources for everyone today. But I guess to summarize... I mentioned ShareSite, which is a portfolio management and tax, tax reporting tool, uh, budgeting apps like UpMoney and Commonwealth Bank, mm -hmm. and Raise or Perla Micro, just micro-investing apps that make it a lot easier to take that first step. Yep. And then you can always, as some people say, quote-unquote, graduate once you're ready, but you don't have to. Uh, my three were zero for businesses and for small, uh, small like micro-businesses. With one employee, you can use it for everything. It will save you money at tax time. Uh, Perla for automating investing, treat it like a bill. But I also use ING for personal finance and just sending my money around the place. And finally, Notion, which can be like your all-in-one life management system. So all really cool. A lot of these things start free or at least, you know, you can get an a feel for them for free with trials and whatever. So go and give them a crack. Let us know. If you are part of the RASC community, jump into the, the core community uh, forums and just say, what do you use? Maybe you can just post your referral code even for whatever thing that you're talking about. Um, honorable mentions, Kate. 
What were the honourable mentions? The Australian Financial Review app. If you're a student, you can get a much cheaper deal on that. Cool. Uh, Comsec for news and alerts. You can have a free account with them. You don't have to use them as your broker. You could just use them as a research tool. I use the app. Ticker, which is... Investing for nerds like me. Uh, I do not use that one, but Owen does. And your library app. So if you want to get personal finance books, physical, ebook, or audio, uh, that is a free resource that you can use. Yep. And loyalty apps. Very simple. Says it on the tin. If you just tap when you're at the checkout, you'll probably save some money over time. So, Kate, awesome list. All links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, A lot of good stuff here. These are all the answers. Kate, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.